0: 曲が И
1: Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 139, and it's about the themes of Katsuyori Shibata. And today I am joined by a returning guest here on the show. He is a contributor at Voices of Wrestling and the man who runs sportofprowrestling.com. It's Chris Samsa. Hello Chris.
1: Hi Andrew, how are you?
0: <laughs> good, how are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm uh it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Chicago, but I'm uh, I'm a touch under the weather and that's kind of that's life right now and uh, but I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm spinning out of it. I've had a good couple of weeks of, of pro wrestling activity um with yourself included which is always a, a fabulous chance to see you in the in the real world and and get together and and um watch some pro wrestling uh, involving our our subject of today katsuori shibata a little bit so um but yeah i'm i'm good I'm, I'm happy to be here happy to be back on one of my favorite podcasts uh, music of the mat
0: well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a few years since you were on the show here, uh, actually. But uh, as you just said, we literally just saw each other uh, a few weeks ago in Chicago at Forbidden Doors, So um, for us, it's not been that long. Um, the sad thing is, is that for this show, there will not be any of your delicious barbecue to enjoy, which is a shame, but I, I will bravely carry on regardless, Chris.
1: It is. It is a shame. I. I'm also not enjoying any of my delicious barbecue right now. So we're <laughs> at the. It's a level playing field.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was half the reason they went to Chicago in the first place was to enjoy your food. I mean. I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure, Mox Tanahashi, United Center, eh, whatever. But sure, yeah, the brisket, the burgers, the sausage, the ribs. That that was a good time for sure. Um. Now Listen, I, I did. We get all
1: know a... the the real main event in Chicago is the Samson barbecue.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, now, now, I did get a pretty bad sunburn out of it. Uh, yeah. and the skin on my arm is still peeling off, actually. But uh, it was worth it in the end, I think, Chris.
1: You are not alone in that. I was, um, I was scorching the next day, actually, just by, <laughs> from sitting outside. My my feet have like a uh, a sandal tan now, um, from from that day. So and I that'll probably last forever now, because um, that's how the life works. So.
0: Right, right. I mean, look to me, the numbers, the stats, all that bullshit. Forget about it. Your your true calling is the grill. Okay, so uh, wrestling dot com. I'll I'll put that out there for you. Um, now that may already be a porn site. I I don't know, but <laughs> just just think about it, Chris. Just think about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I think I could get somewhere with that actually. But, I mean, <laughs> what they're doing this pizza thing with with pro wrestling teas, right? I could do a a meat and uh, you know an uh, upper echelon meats of pro wrestling and people love big meaty men slapping meat so the I market's mean, out there it's there it's there i'm i you know i may pivot um screw my third g1 covering new japan with with kevin and chris i'm going to just start making meat
0: mm-hmm. Well, um, meat aside, uh, let's get to the episode proper here, and uh, that is, of course, the themes of Katsuyori Shibata, who is semi-retired, unretired, question mark? It's a bit unknown at this point, but um, regardless, Shibata is still one of the bigger names in New Japan. Uh, We both love him. A lot of people love him. And um, that's because he's just an awesome, badass wrestler with no bullshit, just black trunks, black boots, no frills. He just kicks ass. Um, his nickname is literally The Wrestler, for crying out loud. That, that sums it up right there perfectly. And and I do miss him a lot as a regular roster member, you know, having those matches with Ishii and Tanahashi and Goto and all those guys. And man, does, does all that feel like 50 years ago at this point, Chris? It's crazy.
1: I mean... I I was trying to think I was thinking through like my relationship with Shibata as I you know kind of mentally prepped for this episode and like so much of it is in the like past and it's in the the research that I've done to become you know a New Japan fan right so little of his career was during my like live watching um, era and and you know, while everything he did during that era was fabulous, including obviously his last match, which is just renowned as one of the best matches of all time. Like, there's so much of of his career that I had to go back to, and you know, I think I think everyone does that as they get into things and they they find people that are intriguing to them, and you know, Shibata, uh, he's one of those guys that I went back to even even later into my. You know fandom or coverage than say some of the some of the first ones right he, he's a little bit of a deeper cut and i i feel like that's true for a lot of fans where shibata's the like one of the one of the later guys they start to go back and 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 look at and but once you do you understand almost immediately what this man meant to new japan And what he what he meant to pro wrestling as a whole, and why there are so many wrestlers that look at Shibata and say, That's that's the guy I want to emulate, because no frills, no, no BS. He's he's the wrestler, right? And and every single match that you watch of Shibata, like that's what you see, right? You see that, and he is always in that zone. And I think that's what makes him such a an iconic guy once you once you get into him and and you know when it comes down to it and i'm I'm, we're gonna go there right but like those that first c sharp minor chord which is the the guitar chord that plays on the 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 current theme once it hits everyone knows what's going on and that's that's such a great great um introduction to him too so i'm excited to get to talk about that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that that okada match and the injury that took him out that was five years ago already. And My God. so much has changed in wrestling and in New Japan since then, but it still resonates and still stings what happened to Shibata, especially if you know his story of him being part of that new Three Musketeers group with Tanahashi and Nakamura when they were starting out in the early 2000s. Uh, of course, his dad wrestled in New Japan as well for many years, but then he leaves the company in 05, bounces around a little bit to like Big Mouth Loud and Noah Goes to MMA for many years, and then he comes back into Japan. And not only does he have to earn back a contract, he has to earn back the respect of his peers and his elders. And it takes him years to do it, but he does. And he finally gets that big title match against Okada, and it's one of the best matches ever. And that's the match that takes him out. Which, I mean, to be clear, his wrestling style certainly led up to that brain injury. And all that stuff but still it's an incredibly inspiring and also heartbreaking story all told chris
1: oh i mean without a doubt it's it's always so painful um to watch someone who's so good at doing anything uh have to step away from that and and you know shibata every match i've i've watched of shibata's is a fight i mean it's an actual fight my favorite match all time is i don't think it's uncommon to be someone's favorite match of all time, but it's Shibata and Ishii from the 2013 G1, August 4th, 2013. And it's a fight. Like those guys were like, they were just, they were going out there and they were going to have a fight. And I'm sure there's plenty of work goes into it. Work pro wrestling work. Right. But there that's such an iconic 12 minute match of two guys going out there and they're going to, they, the finish was clear of what what was going to be the end of the match and and how that match was going to end where it was going to go but everything in between was just those dudes trading blows and including a head bite right and which is is i think what a lot of people would point to as as potentially the the demise of shibata but um or his career at least but I mean, that's what's so awesome about this dude is like he just they fought and maybe they knew what the end was, but I don't think they talked a lot about how they were going to get to it. And, um, you know, otherwise that that's pro wrestling to me. That's that's what's so phenomenal about it is that that it's it's it can be that and it doesn't have to be a dance. It can be a fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many times did we see that visual of Shibata just giving this crazy headbutt and then the little trickle of blood comes down his forehead i mean it it looks so damn cool while also being pretty stupid and dangerous which i mean you talk about that being pro wrestling that's pro wrestling i mean stuff that looks cool and badass but it's also dangerous and stupid that was shibata's whole mo in his career and we got a lot of amazing matches and moments out of it but in the end that style did Take its toll. Um, I mean, it's a miracle he's even alive, to be honest, because a, a subdural hematoma, that, those are pretty bad. Those pretty are rough. Pretty, yeah. pretty bad. So the fact that he recovered it all is, is a blessing. And, you know, the rare moments that we've gotten with him being physical, they do feel extra special now, whether it's the Kenta turn in 2019 or the Zack grappling exhibition from last year's G1 finals or the match with Ren Narita at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Or Forbidden Door a few weeks ago. I mean, when that music hit, do 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 everyone in that suite and that, and that building was, was going mean, nuts. I mean, I I was jumping up and down like a maniac when that music <laughs> hit, because because we it's all were. I mean
1: everyone in the, everyone yeah, in the building because it was wild. I, I it, mean, it's
0: shibata kicking ass and you rarely get that these days and 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 to be there live for it as well i mean good god it's it's, it's like seeing radiohead play creep it just it doesn't happen chris <laughs> it's
1: i mean i so i'll tell the story now and i, I if anyone who's listened to super J Cast has probably already heard this story because damon recounted it as well but so it's the end of orange cassidy will osprey which was a great match um, uh, people really enjoyed it in the suite. There's a lot going on in the ring, but like we you know, in between matches, everyone kind of was like getting up and and you know, checking in with everyone else who's in the suite. there's there's twenty people in there, so we were all kind of like making the rounds. and I think Damon had gotten up from his seat and 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 he was you know, grabbing a beer or a nacho or something. and that music hit, and I'm standing by my my seat, which was kind of towards the back and I turned and we Damon and I just like locked eyes and I swear to God, like our eyes looked like Jim Carrey in the mask where they, they just like popped out <laughs> of our skulls. Like we were just like, what is happening? And then, you know, the whole angle and the the glasses and um, probably some self-awareness from Shibata there. But um, it was a moment. Right. And like, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily where Shibata thought his career was going to go uh, moments, quote unquote, but I mean, anytime that music hits, and anytime that man appears and, and and does something physical, it it is now a moment. And and I, you know, I remember talking to um, some of my pals who do broadcasts for New Japan about Shibata um, when he reappeared and at the tail end of last year. And like those were those moments where like they had to just become fans, right? Because he showed up unannounced, not on the run sheet, not on anything. And that's those are those moments that even the people who are hardened by being a part of the show recognize that it was a, a big deal and it was worth standing up and taking a picture with their cell phone that they they got to see this happen live. And and I think that, that that is the level that this this guy is on. And for good reason. He he has he's just an incredible performer and he's an incredible contributor to the future of New Japan right now with the LA Dojo. But like just those now now this dude is bringing us big moments in a whole different way which i think is an interesting pivot to have to make and i but i appreciate the the that he hasn't just disappeared Mm -hmm.
0: now all that said do i still want like i don't know shibata versus shingo full contact absolutely i would i would trade anything for that but that's not in the cards anytime soon I don't think so we'll have to settle for the, uh, the
1: sunglasses I guess there Chris So it was, it was cute um, but now if they want to go somewhere they can go somewhere with Will too um, but I, I I hate to even speculate on, on what's going on because I get the sense that he wants to wrestle um, and I hope that I hope that one day that that becomes okay again both medically and you know via um, New Japan
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, Okay, let's get to these themes here, and um, if, if you're wondering, hey, wait a minute, I don't think Shibata has that many themes, you'd be right, because we have three songs in the episode today. Just three, which, actually, that might surprise people that he has that many, because when you think of certain wrestlers, you might think of three or four different songs. When you think of Shibata, you think of one song, and we'll get to that song, don't worry, but... He said a few others before that one, including one song that I think is quite amusing, Chris, but we'll get to that
1: one, too. (laughs) I actually think the first two are are quite amusing in their own way. (laughs) Yes, yes. So
0: we'll start off here with the first song. And uh, this was Shibata's theme during his early years in New Japan before he left. Uh, He debuted in 99 in a match against fellow rookie Wataru Inoue and on the same show as Tanahashi as well. And this first theme is by NJP unit off the album New Japan Pro Wrestling 30th Anniversary Best Album. This is called Over the Top Rope. <laughs> This is odd uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, Shibata not having his song is weird because he said his current theme forever. But number two, it, it's the type of music that he has here because this is like straight up old school pro theme to a T. It's it's upbeat, the plethora of synths, little xylophone in there too, the Legend of Zelda shing, sound effects. It, it sounds kind of Tenzon like I think and. It's definitely a song of an older generation. And I don't think it necessarily reflects Shibata's attitude all that well, Chris.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when when I, I, I was not familiar with this song at all, and you sent me the, you know, the list and the, and the files and all that to, to do some prep, and I listened to it, and I was just like, I kind of started laughing. I was like, oh, that is a song. Um, it, it, it has... It's very generic to the era, though, so it like didn't surprise me that this existed. It's just like I never would have put this with the person and the wrestler that I know now. Um, I, I don't know that I would have put this with the wrestler that I knew that I know existed then either, just based on what I imagined themes to sound like now. But I guess if I transplant myself back 20 years or so, this is the sound of pro wrestling in in japan i mean they there was i i couldn't pick this out of a bunch of of songs that were probably themes during that time but with with that said it's got good energy it's got some good life but um but again like i just i don't know that i ever would have connected this song to shibata if you didn't tell me that this was the case
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean if this song was around today it would definitely feel like a major throwback But, you're right, this is, like, what, 20 years ago at this point? Even longer. So, yeah, in that context, it's not out of place at all. Um, But with Shibata, you know, I feel like even in his early years, he still had the look and the vibe of your serious, no-nonsense ass-kicker. And and this song, yeah, it does have energy, but it's a bit too jaunty and a bit too uh, light of a song for someone like Shibata. Not that he's, like, a doom metal kind of guy, you know, but... But he needs a little bit more grit to his theme, a little bit more of a harder edge to really make it fit. I think, Chris.
1: I like. I imagine if he were to have been elevated even further, maybe eventually he would have gotten the kind of Nakamura treatment with a good like guitar song. And I, I think we kind of head that direction as he goes elsewhere. Um, but that's as he elevated. Had he stuck with New Japan? I think ho- hopefully that would have been the the direction the Nakamura Tanahashi had the those guitar songs that eventually Shibata had his own his own version of but this was very much introductory picket. I I can't imagine this song was like written for Shibata this song was, <laughs> this song feels written as a theme and it was picked out of a a bundle right and that's um I think that's probably the nature of, of a lot of wrestlers' first themes.
0: Oh yeah, we we've seen plenty of times where the first theme for a guy doesn't hit the mark. Uh I mean you mentioned Tanahashi Nakamura. Those are perfect examples. I mean, Tanahashi's first theme wasn't high energy, it was a different song. Right. Nakamura's first theme wasn't subconscious, it was a different song. So yeah, sometimes it does take a couple of years before a guy gets that, you know, iconic theme song, and that was true for Shibata, you know, so um, also, uh, this song is called Over the Top Rope, and I'm struggling to think of a time when Katsuyori Shibata did any move where he went over the top rope, but <laughs> I think the highest he's ever jumped is the corner drop kick. so, yeah, strange title as well there, uh, Chris, that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, not a lot of topes
0: from no, Shibata. No, not many, uh, Sai Moonsaults from the guy, that's for no. sure. I'd love to see it, Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's in the cards. Not in the
0: playbook. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) um, Before we move on, I do want to mention this. Uh, In 03 to 04, Shibata was part of a stable called Makai Club. And uh, as Wikipedia says, this was a group of MMA fighters and pro wrestlers who worshipped Antonio Inoki like a god. Which, I mean, pretty on the nose there, I'd say. Uh, And uh, and some of the guys they wore masks and had numbers for names. So there was Makai number one, Makai number two, number three. Shibata was Makai number four, and he was in a team with Makai number five, uh, Mitsuya Nagai, and their tag theme was a song called "Theme of Wonder Man," which I could not find. But the group theme, according to my research, was the theme from Blade Two. Don't go down, 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 Which is this badass, like, dark electronica song with horns in it. it, it it's so 2002, but listen, Blade 2, I unironically love that movie so much. So, Shibata coming out of that song, it's a bit weird, but it does warm my heart, Chris. I can't lie.
1: I think that works. Yeah, I think that's a fine. Um, I can kind of imagine, I don't know the song, but I can imagine the song from Blade 2, right? Or, or anything from that era. That that seems like an evolution that makes sense out of the this first theme and into something like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's a nice nugget there. You are the best in the business for, for that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Shibata and weird combos, our next song takes us to the world of CMLL in Mexico. Shibata had a few matches there in April of 02, uh, known simply as Shibata, no first name. And the theme he had there is by Motley Crue. Yes, that Motley Crue. Off the album Shout of the Devil, this is Looks That Kill. You mentioned how over-the-top rope was kind of an odd theme, an odd vibe for Shibata. Well, quadruple that for this song. I mean, this is downright comical because we're talking about Katsuyori Shibata. Black trunks, black boots, grumpy disposition. And we're talking about 83 Motley Crue. <laughs> big makeup, big hair, the leather, sunset strip, so over-the-top. The song's about a sexy tempeh towel. Like, you could not get any more diametrically opposing things here but that's the beauty of lucha libre we get these weird-ass combos of themes and wrestlers and in this case it's shibata and motley crew chris it's amazing
1: yeah um no i don't think shibata was doing teasing his hair and doing um, you know wearing leather pants all the time and, and things of the sort so yeah but shibata is a good looking guy so I mean, maybe that was the that maybe that was the impetus where they were like, ah, good-looking man, let's get him a song that says looks that kill, right? He's a good-looking dude. He's out to kill you. Let's put him together, right? Um, but when you really dig in, um, this song doesn't make a ton of sense. But it is one of Motley Crue's probably better songs of the era. So we do have that going for us. Um, and it was uh, something of a hit so I, I that's what i love about cmll or even ring of honor ecw anyone that uses quote unquote licensed music will, will say it's like uh, i mean yeah that's right yeah unlicensed music right popular music um I, that that's some of the most fun those are some of the most fun little nuggets of of this show as well as just looking at uh, music of, of pro wrestling, because if if, um, if you didn't watch CMLL in the early aughts, you would ne- never know that this, this happened. So um, it's, I can kind of see it, though. I don't know. It, like, with just the music, not thinking about, like, the imagery of Motley Crue, <laughs> I can kind of, I can see this more than the, the last song. So it was progress, if nothing else. Um, have you ever seen the music video for this song uh i don't think so no yeah it's terrible um (laughs) just it's terrible in the way that it's like kind of um literal where like they've got this like group of women that they like trap in a cage because they're trying to kill or because they're too pretty or or something whatever i don't really know exactly the the lane they were trying to take but it's it looks kind of like um shoot i'm blanking what's the david bowie movie oh
0: um um uh, cat people no no, no um no lab- it like la- has, labyrinth, labyrinth, the same kind right, of yeah.
1: look as like labyrinth where it's like kind of like not high budget sets and things of the sort um it's it's worth checking out um i obviously watched it earlier today as is as part of my kind of um poking around at, at this stuff but it's it's not good but that's my that's my opinion of uh this song in general is that like the song is is good it's one of motley Crue's better songs but the music video is just it's really dated
0: i like to picture Shabata backstage in mexico and and they're like what song do you want to come out to man and he pulls up the CD, track three, baby, let's go, because, <laughs> I mean, look, you you never know. He might like Motley Crue. That is a possibility right.
1: there. Um, I should ask around to see if I can find Shibata's um, just, like, general musical tastes. I'm sure someone at the L.A. Dojo has a good vibe on that.
0: He is in L.A. all the time with the dojos, so I, I'm, I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. It's a possibility. Um, I wonder if he's hanging but, out uh, at,
1: uh, sh- fuck, of course, I'm going to forget the name of the street that all the all the clubs are on in L.A., <laughs> Um, the Sunset Strip? Sunset Strip, yes. Uh, maybe Shibata, maybe that's Shibata's like, normal haunts now. Go into the, uh, the Roxy or the Whiskey at yeah. Go-Go or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you walk into the Roxy and just Shibata's at the bar.
0: <laughs> mm, but um, but I will say um, there is on YouTube uh, a video of one of Shibata's matches in CMLL and you see him make the entrance with the song. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but what's funny is that You know, a lot of guys, when they go on excursion, they'll branch out and get a new character. You know, Great Okan or Kamatachi or one of those things. Shibata here is still Shibata. He's the same look, same disposition, same gear, except now he has Motley Crue for a theme. You know, it's it's not like he was the Japanese rocker, Motley Shib or whatever. No, nothing has changed at all. It's still just him. So that kind of makes the whole scenario even funnier, I think, Chris
1: i mean the man knows who he is he is um he he seems very self-aware and and but but also stubborn in the sense of i am who i am i am the wrestler and i'm gonna be that no matter what music's playing no matter what the crowd's doing no matter where no matter if i'm a good guy or bad guy like he um he is uh stable in that way and i that i think should be appreciated over the course of a 20-plus year, you know, presence with pro wrestling.
0: hmm And uh, the match in question was Shibata, Wataru Inoue, and Higante Singh, a.k.a. The Great Kali, oh. versus <laughs> Dr. Wagner Jr., Shocker, and Higante Silva, a.k.a. Giant Silva from The Oddities. Now, that's a match right there. That's a... That's a never six-man title match for the ages,
1: Chris. What a group of pro wrestlers. That is, I have to, you have to send that to me, um, because that is awesome.
0: <laughs> the quality isn't that great, because it's a VHS rip, and it does kind of sure. conk out at times with the static, but um, yeah, just on paper, it's a sight like to behold, that, that's for sure, so... So the third and final theme of the episode here is the song that Shibata has had for the bulk of his career from Big Mouth Loud to Noah and coming back to New Japan in 2012 with the laughter 7 tag team with Sakuraba. This is the one that Shibata is known for. Uh, it's never been officially released. So the best we have are fan uploads on YouTube that are as clean as possible. This is by Low IQ 01 and the song is called Takeover. <music> This is more like it. This is like putting on a nice old coat, a coat filled with headbutts and forearms. Um, Yeah, this song is so great. The intro alone with that that simple guitar melody and the light percussion, it's a real calm before the storm moment before it all kicks off with the the frenzy of shredding guitars. It It fits him so well, because Shibata doesn't come out all snarling and big energy, I'm gonna kill ya, no, he just walks out with a towel all calm, all serious business, you know, stern look on his face, and then the bell rings and it's go time. It's it's a perfect theme, Chris.
1: It is it's perfect. It is a perfect pro wrestling theme not only in the sense that it it fits the wrestler um, being Shibata, but it also just it has the right timing and the right pacing where it builds to that moment where potentially that's where shibata comes out of the tunnel or that's where he hits the ring right like it's a it it it, it has to have that that timing right but the the best thing and the uh, one of the arguably one of the most important things about a pro wrestling theme is kind of i guess what you might call the stinger right right at the beginning the the coins dropping for okada the guitar riff for shibata right no more than two seconds in you know exactly what's happening And I think that that became so iconic and so attached to Shibata that years later, even though we hardly ever hear it, when we hear it, our brains of anyone who's paid attention over the last 15 years or or so knows exactly who's going to come out of that tunnel or that that, you know, that uh, that down that ramp. So I I, it, it, it truly is one of the most perfect themes in that way and and this does kind of come from an era when new japan when you finally got your theme like it really did stick there's a lot of great themes just like that too where like the beginning it starts a little slow and then it but then it hits and and then it's go time and um this song is is no different and it's it's just it's perfect it's absolutely perfect
0: yeah all it took was those first few notes dude, dude dude and i was up on my feet like a like a Pavlovian response, I was up there, and um, yeah, I mean the song it has that hard edge that a Shibata theme needs, while also retaining that important measure of simplicity as well. I think because the song isn't that complex. There's a slow bit at the beginning, there's the fast-paced guitar stuff, and then there's the even faster bits. And that's it. That's the whole song, really. But it works for him and his style. You don't need complex arrangements or lyrics or motley crew or whatever you just need to convey shibata's whole persona and wrestling style and this does chris it does it in a very simple but effective way
1: yeah and it's not um it's mid tempo it's almost lower tempo than than you would expect for a lot of different uh theme songs but it, it has that right pace that right rhythm that just hits the spot for you can you can picture him walking down the the ramp, you can picture him getting into the ring. I to be perfectly honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Katsu or Shibata doesn't have any idea what his own theme song sounds like. <laughs> just cuz like it he's that kind of guy that like he's like I don't I I I just I'm going to wrestle no matter what you play while I walk down the ramp. I you know, I say that in jest. I'm sure he understands, you know, the importance of it, but it's in in character that dude doesn't care about his song right but if you play it and you put the video the i don't think the video has changed since like 2014 2013 either it's no only, no and, it's
0: still black and white and yeah and just you know they're on four yeah and i went whatever.
1: i went back to to see if i could find something um earlier i guess than 2013 2014 where the the, the video package was different and i I got to the point where all the music was muted on New Japan World or even on most of the files that I have. So, um couldn't even couldn't even line that up. But yeah, so it's it's this whole image that has stuck with him for a very long time that that really hits the spot. It has it's the right tempo, it's the right tone, right? It's a minor key mostly. Uh, but it's not this like evil minor key. It's kind of more subtle, more dissonant. It's It, uh, it really hits the spot with, um, with the type of person and wrestler that Shibata is. It's, it's one of the best themes, I think, um, out there.
0: And that's why you're here to say things like minor keys and dissonant and <laughs> and all the stuff that my English major brain just doesn't have access to. So
1: uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I, I like to I like to pepper in a little that I dabble in the music. Of course, um, of course. And but but today, uh, while I was uh, wasting time before this, I was like, I, I every time I hear Shabbat theme, I think like I should I should learn that little noodle on a guitar. And so today, as I was like sitting and waiting um, to to, to kind of kick this off, I was like, "I'm gonna finally do that," and I did it, and I felt really good about it. So that's why I know exactly what chords they are. Um, but it's um, it's it's not hard if you're a guitar player. It's also not hard to um, to play, especially the the beginning little intro. And I think that's kind of all anyone really needs to know, but yeah, it's, it's worth picking up. It starts on E or, uh, sorry, C sharp minor. And I'll let you guys take it from there, but yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a fun little ditty. Um, but now, now my brain, uh, I, I can call my brain that I have finally done the thing that I think I should do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I did want to say this. Uh, we mentioned Tanashi Nakamura earlier. I think this song works as a great contrast with both of those guys and their, their themes, because, Tanahashi, you know, he has these super bombastic, over the top guitar songs, you know, High Energy, Love and Energy, Go Ace, like the most heroic songs ever. Shibata, you know, he's got more of the straightforward, punky, ass kicker songs. And Nakamura, too, you know, Subconscious is this really cool, really suave, slunky theme. And Takeover, that has the slower intro, too, but this song is way more blunt. And, and crazy in the main part so it's cool how you know each of these three guys had their own rock songs that are uh you know uniquely flavored and tied to their characters and their personas chris
1: yeah this one's not one that you should Shabana's theme this one is not one that you would as a guitar player like shred on right but it 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 has this feel that's It is rock, right? And it is a guitar song. So it does still kind of fit with the vibe. But you're right, it is more on the kind of um, simple, but but meaningful. Everything that happens in the song has has meaning. And that that's the goal of a great song, especially an instrumental. Um, everything that happens ha- adds to the feel nothing takes away from it now, you know you could say that about nakamura and tanahashi but there's definitely different there's different things highlighted in in all three of uh, of those guys' songs as you kind of go back and you you look at it and, and of course our brains connect things together that are seemingly disparate like a person and a song right but um all of those songs these these guys, I don't know, it, it is kind of a chicken or the egg thing, like which came first, the the song and the activity around the song or the the wrestler, right? Like was this written because of Shibata and this feels like a song that was written for the man that we got to know um, and the wrestler that we got to see in Katsuyori Shibata.
0: Well, that's heavy stuff, man. Whoa. <laughs> um i did want to say this too i I do think it's very weird that this song has never been officially released like anywhere because i find that strange yeah 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 because there have been like a million new japan albums and low iq one is a legit artist who has put out albums himself but not this song you know we we got over the top rope on an album but not this it's very weird chris i think
1: now and this is not released as a song by low iq one anywhere no, no. Yeah. That so like that's what's so fascinating. Like Kenta's theme now, right? That's uh like that's out there. Yeah, that, that's a real song, song that's, that's been there, put out. Right? Yeah. But like so I, it it is kind of one of those things of like where did this song come from? And it's by an artist that has officially released music. Like it, it is kind of a strange thing that this I I wonder who owns the rights to this song. I guess is what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is like is it the is it the band is it big mouth loud or noah or you know like some entity that that is just licensing it for now um you know why is this particular song cut off of a lot of early um streams and and you know tape tapes uh it it is kind of i that's the type of stuff that i like to look into too so maybe i'll do some googling and see if i can figure it out but um yeah, it's it that's and it being such an iconic theme now. I, I wonder if we will see it on one of the upcoming releases, but um, I'd imagine we'd want to see Shibata a little more active before that happens.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we can safely assume that it was written for him because this is legitimately the only place where the song has been used or featured at all, so yeah. Um, and if you remember as well, the tag team with Shibata and Kenta and Noah was called The Takeover. So, right. yeah, connect the dots right there. Um, but, yeah, it, it is weird that this song is, like, what, over 15 years old at this point and still has not gotten the official release yet. But, uh, hey, maybe one day. Who knows? Who knows? But um, All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Matt. Thank you so much for listening, and Chris... Thank you so much for being here. Um, a pretty light episode this time around, but uh, still a lot of fun. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. I, I appreciate you having
0: me on. Of course. Yeah. Uh, any plugs you want to give Go right ahead.
1: Oh, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Chris com. we will have plenty of G1 activity coming up, or you can find me over at Voices of Wrestling, among other miscellaneous places around the internet.
0: I, uh, I eagerly await the ten thousand shout-outs that Kevin Kelly will give you on the uh, upcoming G One tour because it, they're coming, they're
1: coming. So <laughs> it, I think it's just one a show usually, but um, yes, they're they are uh, they're getting to the point of being embarrassing. But um, I hey, listen, it's a thrill every time.
0: I mean, I've gotten a couple of shout-outs myself over the years. You know, you not, have. To, not to brag or anything, but uh, you know, it's happening. You got a happened. big
1: one, right? Wasn't it a it was Wrestle stuff. Kingdom it was, this year, rec- yeah. Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, right, yeah.
0: Not too shabby, not too shabby.
1: I actually think that may have been a show that I didn't get one.
0: So Oh really? Wow, wow, look at that. Um not that you're counting, of course. Not let's that you I'm know, counting. let's be clear about that. <laughs> of course, who who would do such a thing? Yes. How could yes. You? But uh anyway, uh Music of the Mat is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voices Follow the show on Twitter at music of the mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich voices of wrestling.com slash discord for all discussions and comments voices of wrestling.com slash donate for any donations. uh, Just click the big donate button beneath the name music of the mat. If you donate, Hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate review, subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And uh, one more thing here. Uh, former guest Benno and Martin Bushby are doing a 24-hour charity live stream on Saturday, July 16th, which is the Saturday after this episode drops. I'll be on that. I'll be on that at 11 a.m. Eastern, that Saturday, talking about what else? Wrestling music. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beno and Martin, they are raising money for the Children's Heart Surgery Fund, so it's a great cause, and I'll post a link to that on Twitter, both my Twitter and the show's Twitter. So again, this Saturday, July 16th, I'll be there at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and I also know that Jojo Remy and Neil David, uh, current VOW contributors and former guests, They'll be on the stream at some point, too. So uh, we will carry the VOW banner proudly. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's for a great cause, as I said. So, uh, yeah, all that said, Chris, thank you again, and I'll see you around. Thanks, Andrew. All right, for Chris Samsa, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.